Welcome to R&R, Relationships in Real Estate. I'm your host, Chris Silva, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Corey Silva. Thank you so much for that. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us here on R&R. Chris and I are the owners of Silva Realty, Silva Lending, and Silva Property Management. And we've been in the real estate and mortgage industry since the early 2000s. We're super excited to have you all here with us today. Thank you so much for always showing your support and joining in on the fun. Be sure to leave a comment if you're watching the live show. And if you happen to be listening back to us, always reach out and share what you thought about our episode. So today it's going to be Chris and I, and if you happen to catch us last on last week's show, we had two amazing guests, Margo and Raphael. How fun was that show? So much fun. So it's nice to have somebody that you vibe with, right? Yes. It's a, they're, they're a married couple. They live in the same area. They have kids that are, have similar interests, mm -hmm. right? Um, they're also business owners, entrepreneurs. My, we had a lot in common and it was cool to get to know, know them a little bit better. Yes. I had a great time with them. It was funny because the show was ending and I thought, my gosh, like we have so much more to talk about. Why does it have to end? But you know, everybody's got busy schedules. So I think because we had those good vibes with, um, Raph and Margo, we definitely have to have them come back on the show. There was so many things that I wanted to ask them that mm -hmm. I, we didn't have a chance to because 90 minutes flew by. It did. It went by so quickly. So we'll definitely reach out to them, see if they want to come back. Oh, they already said they want to. So perfect. We'll make um, it happen. Yeah, because I have a lot I want to ask. Yes. Well, if you missed that episode, you could always check us out wherever you uh, listen to your podcasts. Um, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube. And if you want to watch the show, we have the full episodes on YouTube as well. So it was so much fun. So welcome to the second week of June. Where has this year gone? We are like halfway done, right? <laughs> it's flying by. It's flying by and I'm behind on some of my goals. Uh-oh. Uh, Jiu-jitsu is a big one. Oh, you're kicking it into high gear. I yeah, see but you I should, working it. I should be on class 50 right now uh -huh. and I'm on class 35. So that's, that's not too far off. 15 classes. That's a, that's a lot of butt whoopings. <laughs> well, that's okay. You got this. I believe in you. So, but I mean, everything else is going great. So I'm, I'm, tr I'm playing catch up. Yes. Awesome. Well, uh, just a few more days, two more days after today and the kids are on summer break. Ooh, summer, summer, summer time. Are you excited about the summer? I mean, yes and no, right? I'm excited that the kids um, don't have to go to school because mm -hmm. I'll, I'll be able to spend more time with them in the morning Yes, before they go to grandma and papa's, right? Like how much more time though, really? Well, so I spend a good amount of time with Nola because she starts at 10 o'clock. Right. Right. But let's be realistic. Like you're probably not going to leave the house till nine o'clock to, to leave, to drop them off. I mean, if I have work to do, I'm going to be regimented. I have to get them there by a certain time. I got to pick them up by three. It's like the same thing as like a regular school day for me. I got to yeah. get them up and over there. It takes me a half hour to get to Canyon Country, half hour back. That's like an hour out of my morning. So yeah, I'm not downplaying anything that you have to do. I just don't think you're going to leave at the time you think you're going to leave. And the reason being is I could already play this out of my head. It's 8.45 at night. Mm -hmm. We're watching like a movie together, right? With the kids or we're telling a story, whatever we're doing, we're hanging out. And it's, all right, kids, it's bedtime. But they're like, but we don't have school tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And they're going to want to stay up later. And nine o'clock is going to turn into 9.30, 9.45. And it's going to be hard to get them out of that house in the morning. Not when you tell them their cousins are waiting for them at their grandma's house. You know they're going to jump out of that bed. You tell them school, they're like, oh, I'm so tired. But then if you say your cousins are waiting for you, whole nother ballgame. Look, by next week, they'll already be out of school. Mm -hmm. 
They'll already be going to grandma's. So let's see how it plays out. Let's see. Let's see. Well, we have Tanya here with us on our live show. Hey, Tanya. Hey, Tanya. Great to see that you're here with us. She said, hello, guys. Good to see you both. It's been a long time since we've seen her. Yes. So I'm not going to be able to see her this weekend, but hopefully you will for family dinner. I'll reach out to the whole fam. See if they yes. still want to see my face. See <laughs> Yes, this they probably want to see their niece, their their niece and nephew. Yes, they probably want to hang out with you too. <laughs> I'm sure as long as you make those burgers for them, everyone will be happy. Oh, yeah, that's an easy go to. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so last week we were having so much fun with our guests. We actually had to skip over a few topics, and this is a big one. So we need to talk about it. Um, State Farm is no longer taking new applicants um, or customers for home insurance in California. Is that crazy? So that's old news. I know. It's been a week was, since they made that announcement. Last week, we didn't get a talk about it. But what effect is this having? No. Well, here's why I'm saying it's old news. Because it has already had an effect. So since then. Oh, that's what I'm asking. What's the effect? Since then, Allstate and farmers have followed suit. Wow. They're also not doing any new home insurance business in California. Wow. Okay. Um, heard from a, a broker friend, right? Mm -hmm. There's like two out of 50 companies they're, they're approved with, like two of them are doing insurance in California. Wow. So I can't make this any clearer to people out there. This is going to affect real estate. Yes, absolutely. Okay? So what the, what that leaves us, if all companies decide they're not doing insurance in California, that leaves us with a California fair plan, mm -hmm. which is basically a, a state run insurance company. That doesn't sound good to me. Now, have <laughs> you ever terrifying. have you ever tried to get anything done with the state, with the government or the state? Oh, Lord. I mean, they're both bad, right? Um, I think a traditional thirty day escrow, it's gonna it's gonna prolong the escrows to thirty five. 45, just, 60 days. Just to get approved for the insurance or well, just to get the quote back and get the insurance in place. Well, let me play out, let me play out a scenario for you, okay. right? For so, those of us who are unaware of how this all works. Of, of how this works. So for anybody that doesn't know how it works when you're purchasing a house, you need to have an insurance quote, mm -hmm. but you also need to have insurance in place mm -hmm. before the close of escrow. Right. Okay. Well, this happens a lot. There's a mistake made. Maybe the the, the person's name... They added a middle name. There wasn't supposed to be a middle name. And the name of the buyer has to match up on the insurance exactly how it was filled out in the loan application and how their loan is getting done. Okay. To make a change like that, a simple change with an insurance company that you're, let's say you're working with, you know, we have three people that we really trust, right? Right. Let's say we're working with Henry at State Farm. If I need something like that switched out and I make a call, it's done in 10 minutes. Right. With the state of California, oh man, that could be four or five days. Especially because, do you think they're really even prepared for this? No, absolutely There's not. No they're going to be so re reactive to this, right? They're going to be inundated oh with. My gosh. We're talking about going from, you know, let's just say a thousand uh, insurance policy policies a year uh -huh. or a month. Let's say a month. Uh -huh. It's probably going to be like fifty to hundred times that. Do you think oh they're going to be staffed for that? Heck no. That's crazy. It's it's going to it's going to cause a, a huge huge ripple effect in our industry. Right. And I don't think people are ready for it. I don't think most real estate professionals and lenders for that matter really take their job that serious and are that are they know about, about this, this are concerned about right. this. You know, um after hearing this today, 
you know, that it's already trickled down to more companies right. and that there's- They're all following suit. They're all following suit. I mean, I think that Governor Newsom could call a state of emergency. Wow. That's how serious this is. I mean, aside from it taking so long to get the insurance in place, think about the effect it's going to have on the premium cost. Oh my gosh. They're going to skyrocket. Like, how is that going to affect affordability for clients when they're purchasing these high priced homes? The insurance is based on what you're purchasing the home for. And now there's a select few that are going to be offering insurance. You know, they're going to price gouge people. So, yes, I, I hear Safeco and Mercury still writing insurance in, in California. Um, they're for sure going to charge a premium. If you know you're the only game in town, of course you're going to charge a premium. Now, I think the state-run plan is not going to charge a premium, but I mean, it's right. going to be really difficult to get that insurance done. Oh my gosh. Right? So hey, this is this is for everybody out there, right? Um, if you're looking to sell your house, oof, this year, get it on the market right now. Yes. Give us a call. Let's put it on the market. I mean, it's peak time anyway. It's summertime. Yeah. But with this coming out, this could really affect, it's not going to happen right away because there's always a trickle effect. Yes. So like, I think people that are waiting until the fall mm -hmm. for whatever reason, they might be in a lot of trouble by then. Yes. You know what I mean? Like who knows what insurance rates are going to be? Because all these people that are leaving State Farm, Farmers, all these big companies, they'll be back. Yes. But what they're going to do is they're going to reevaluate and they're going to figure out how much more can we get away with charging the consumer? And how least amount of coverage can we provide for the consumer? And what's the least amount of coverage you yeah. can provide, right? So it's going to be, I think, worse policies, great service, because that's what you pay for when you go to these companies, <laughs> right? But, um, and it's going to be a lot more expensive. Wow, that's so interesting. And you, you couple that with, you know, rates increasing. I mean, it, it's, it's going to, it has to eventually drive prices down. But the only thing that's propping it up, you guys, so you understand why prices are still at levels of last year and and why the payments have gone way up because last year the rates at this time were like 5%. Mm -hmm. Now they're like 7, 6.875 with 20% down. Um, the reason that people are still paying that is rents are at an all-time high, like historical high in California. Um, I mean, you go rent a one bedroom right now in Valencia. We're not talking about Beverly Hills in Valencia, you know, at one of these nicer, newer communities, uh -huh. you're paying like 2,300 bucks. Oh my God. For a one bedroom. <laughs> for a one bedroom. For a one bedroom. I priced somebody out the other day for a listing. They came in at, at the open house we have on Cottage Circle in Valencia. Mm -hmm. 625 purchase price. It's about a $300 HOA, no Melarus, right? These people are like, yeah, I have great credit. 800 FICO. Okay. 800 FICO, 20% down, principal, interest, taxes, insurance, HOA. What do you think their total payment was? Mm -hmm. Take a wild guess. Mm -hmm. Five Gs? Close. 4,400 bucks. Oh my gosh. For a two bedroom. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so I think eventually affordability is going to play out, but people still have a ton of money. Yes. You know, I know if you don't have a ton of money right now, you're thinking like, well, who has this money? Right. Where's it coming from? When the government was just giving away money during COVID, I mean, giving it away, right? right? Um, if you were a business owner, you you got a little bit of that money. If you had employees, that kind of stuff. They if were, you applied for it. If you if you applied for it and you need to apply for it. But, you know, rich people hire professionals to- To get them free money. To get this free money, right? <laughs> yes. So, I mean, we're talking about billions and billions, I mean, hundreds of billions, probably a trillion dollars was just given away. That money's still circulating out there and these people are buying property. Right. Right. So, and that, that's part of the problem. 
And then on top of that, there's no inventory. Right. So to have a healthy inventory where buyers could like choose, they could go out there and look at some houses and negotiate. Right. You need like six months of inventory. How many, how much months of inventory do you think we have? I think we have one month right now. One month. I mean, it's been steady at that. One month. Yep. Basic supply and demand. Well, while you were explaining all that, we had a few more guests join us um, and made comments. So mom is here. Hi. Hi, honey. She said, hi, mom. Thanks for joining us. And Monica just joined us as well. She said, hi, friends. Hello. Hola, amiga. Thank you so much for being here with us. We really appreciate you all showing your support and joining in on the fun. So if you're watching and you're staying quiet, drop us a comment. We'd love to chat with you. Another big topic going on right now is the writer's strike in Hollywood affecting movies, shows, productions have halted. And our producer just heard from some actor friends at SAG-AFTRA. The actors union has approved them going on strike. So basically the new season of stranger things is never getting made. Those kids will probably be 30 by next season. Seriously though. What about game of Thrones too? <laughs> season know. two, nice game of Thrones, whatever it was called. I don't know. The spinoff. It was good though. Yes. So, but seriously, all seriousness and um, joking aside, we have friends and clients in the industry. How long will this go on? So, I mean, I don't think anybody really knows, Mm -hmm. but I asked one of our clients because they're in the process of purchasing. Right. We just sold their place. Mm -hmm. They're ready to purchase the house, but they got to put it on hold because you need to be employed. Right. Right. So like they're part of the union. They've Mm -hmm. been employed for a long time, but they have to be actively working in order to qualify for the loan for a home loan right so he's like i don't know they're saying like august september october who knows and now if you throw some that's just like um that's one part of the industry but with the writers right but now you throw the actors in there too it's a bigger strike i mean i'm thinking and this is just you know i'm i have positive vibes all the time i'm thinking if the actors jump in on this and maybe Hollywood will take them more seriously and right. maybe they'll get to the bottom of this and, and resolve it faster. I'm hoping. I don't know. Hopefully. I wonder how many jobs is, are going to be affected by this. Because not only are you going to have actors who aren't working, well, writers, actors, but then think about all the other jobs who are like on set setting up for these huge productions. Right. It's crazy. And, and that's, we're affected by that here tremendously in Santa yes. Clarita. People don't understand. This is like Hollywood North. Okay. Yeah. There's so many people that work in the industry that live in Santa Clarita. Right. Right. And then we have a, we we have have, a bunch of studios out here too. We have studios out here. We have a lot of sets that they're building out here mm-hmm. um, that are going to be built like in the next couple of years, mm-hmm. sound studios. So there's a lot of production that happens up here. So, I mean, this affects everybody because not only does it affect them, it affects the city getting their revenue, right? Yes. Having, having the permits and all that stuff. And all the restaurants Mm -hmm. that get to feed the industry. So it affects so many people. It'll trickle down. This is all happening because of the rise of AI. And how many jobs are going to be obsolete because of what AI can do? I mean, Chris brings this up all the time. And like, I don't even want to think about it. To me, it just freaks me out. With with AI? Yes. You're... You know, we get solicited more than I feel like anybody, real estate agents. Right. And I get all these AI solicitations every day. Yeah, replace your processor with AI. No way, no how will I ever do that. Replace your transaction coordinator with AI. No way, no how. (laughs) I mean, pretty soon you're going to have robocalls, right? Yeah. So when you get those cold calls, you could hire AI. This is coming. If it's not already out there, but I'm it's coming. Sh- I mean, I think that's already happening. I get so many calls a it's, day. Well, it's it's already been happening on a chat box. So you can get text messages and it's all AI driven. Right. Right. You tell them what to do. And like, 
the person that is on the other end receiving that text feels like they're talking to you mm-hmm. or somebody that works for you. They're really talking to a chat box. Now, you know how easy that's going to be to switch that over to just verbalize what they're typing into a phone call and asking probing questions, collecting information and setting up appointments. That's coming. That, that I mean, maybe we need to start that business. I'll have somebody write that up. But that's coming for cold calling, all that stuff. It's going to be robots, AI calling people on cold calls. That's going to take out, think about how many million of million people do that for a living that are going to be obsolete now. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's exciting though too. Like it's it's a whole <laughs> new industry. It's a whole new industry, right? Yeah, but how do people become involved in that industry when the robots are the ones doing that well, industry? Look, like I'm someone sh- wrote the code, right? So they're the ones who are getting the credit for all that stuff. Someone created that was a creator of that. But then as it keeps going, like really. But it's getting to the point now where you can have AI write code for you. Okay. So there so like, you go. That so, just proves my point even more. Well, like there, that's scary there to there me. Could be, yeah. But you know, it has to be keep progressing. Right. Right. So people are going to jump into that and like, oh, this is the hot thing for the next 10, 15 years. Kid, it's not us. It's kids in high school. I don't think it's 10, 15 years. I think it's like shorter than that. I feel like the gap of things moving so quickly, it's like so much no, shorter. No, what I'm saying is it's, is it's just starting to take off. Mm-hmm. It's going to last at least 10, 15, you know, it's going to last a long time. Right. This is the new age, right? Right. So all the kids that are in junior high, high school, maybe even our kids, like they might go into college wanting to do this profession. It's, it, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, it's what happens. It's technology. It's advancement. Like it's, it's evolution. Like it's happening right now. It's fun. It's a good time. (laughs) It's a good time. It's a good time to be alive. All right. (laughs) Lulu's here. Hey, Lulu. She said, Hey guys, we have to uh, jump on a call with her soon. A FaceTime call with the kids. That's the, the, uh, that's our, our sister. And we miss her so much. Shout Texas. I know. So catching up with the Silvas, I had dinner on Friday, had a little date with my girl, Stephanie over at SCV Packwalk and uh, Chris held it down with the kids on Friday night. Right? Like I can't remember what we did. They ran some errands because I had open houses all weekend. Right. So it's so funny. The kids hate with the passion, (laughs) the place that we get our flyers done. Yeah. Let me tell this story. So one time they had to go with me to pick up (laughs) flyers. Right. And I'm not going to put a name drop or like call them out, but stuff is never ready on time. Never. Even when I call, they're like, yeah, it's ready. Come pick it up. So I'm like, oh, cool. I'll go pick up these flyers. We get there. The kids are waiting. Oh, it's almost done. They bring it over. The flyers look terrible. Nope. Doesn't look good. Can you do it again? We sat in that print place for a half hour. The kids were so mad. So now they know the place by name. They're like, we say we got to run errands. They're like, don't ever take me there. Is it? And he says the name. Right. Like, no, we're not going there. Oh, thank goodness. I hate that place. I never want to so, go there. Did you take them? Yeah, I had to. Oh my gosh. I had did to they freak up, out in the parking lot? I had to pick up. No, I told them before. They thought I was joking because, you know, I mess with them all the right. time. They're like, no, you're just kidding. I'm like, no, we're going. <laughs> And then I got to get, get dry cleaning. I'm like, but guess what? There's, we got Mexican food, right? El Pato's right there. Do you guys want some Mexican food for dinner? You want some beans and rice? They're like, yeah, but I don't want to eat there. Can you just pick it up? And then they start telling this story about how you went there last time and somebody spilled some drink on your, on your your J's. Oh no. I was so annoyed. (laughs) We walked into that spot. This guy's eating his lunch and just spilled his soda all over the floor, splashed on my J's. Your brand new Jordans, huh? They weren't brand new. I've had them. They look brand new though. They look brand new. Not anymore. I I take care of my stuff till that (laughs) fool. Not anymore. They're like, I looked, I was like, not the J's. I couldn't even hold back. I called the dude out. I was like, oh, come on. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, 
why'd you got to spill them on my J's? I never even wear these. I finally took them out of the box and this happens. Thanks a lot, guy. I mean, why he would, felt really bad. He, he should feel bad. I was mad. Should have bought mad. you a drink or something. Oh yeah, with my kids there. He didn't offer nothing. He should pay right. for my lunch. Shoot. Exactly. Oh my goodness. So Irvashi's here with us. She hey, said, Irvashi. "Hey guys, hey Irvashi. We get to see Irvashi and Chetan this weekend, this Friday. We call we're, it the weekend. We're lucky enough that Irvashi's cooking, right? She's they invited for us. us over yeah. for dinner, and she's going to be making us some delicious Indian food. Oh, I can't wait. I'm, I'm so excited." excited. About it. She cooks so well. So a little story about Irvashi. The very first time I met them, they invited me into their home and she cooked for me. She had the Food Network on while we're sitting there eating and talking about purchasing a home. She was speaking their language. She had the Food Network oh on there. Oh my gosh. I know you were in heaven. I was so heavy. happy. And then like watching the Food Network with her, she showed me some shows and I, I got all hooked on the Food Network. <laughs> <laughs> and since then I cook so much better. So thank you, Irvashi. I'm looking forward to seeing you this Friday. So um, that day we ended up going to the park, right? On Friday after school because the kids get out early on Fridays. And uh, Santino and Ola are like, can you reach out to some of our friends? So here I am, mom, trying to play a park play date set up last minute with, I hit up every single one of the parents of their friends they know. And one of Nola's friends um, was able to come. They're twins. So they came by and we hung out at the park, had a good time. And I noticed this, this girl, she was playing with the kid on the slide, right? I'm like, gosh, that mom's got a lot of energy. Like that kid was six years old and she's still playing with him going up and down. I was like, wow. I saw her booking it. She was chasing this kid all over the park. I know. She was riding a scooter and everything. I was like, that is, I, I'm aspiring to be like that mom. Well, she comes over to pick up her stuff on the bench we're sitting on because, you know, we're chilling at the park. I'm not trying to go up and down that slide. And uh, she was the babysitter. I was like, man, should I ask her for her number? Because this is a good babysitter. Like, she's totally promoting herself at the park and didn't even know it. And I asked Chris, do you think that's awkward? Because we were talking with her. Like, should I ask her for her number? Because she seems like a really good babysitter. Should have got her number. Man. I think it's awkward if I ask Oh, for, for sure it is. But for me, too, like... Hey, can I get your number? You're a really good babysitter after we had this. Com I don't know. I hope I see her there again. Well, she does, that, that would have been a compliment. She was amazing. It's like if somebody asks you for your number at an open house, you're not going to give it to them? No, exactly. Exactly. You should have hit her up. She told me she drove all the way from Skyline to take the kid to the park because he likes that park better. Well, it's because he doesn't like big crowds. Yes. So she's like, it's quiet over here. I love Stevenson Ranch. Yes. I love Richard Rue Park. It is so pretty nice. chill over there. It is. It is. Well, Urvashi said, looking forward to seeing you guys. I was so busy last semester. Happy to see you guys live after a long time. Oh, yeah. She's probably on break now from school. Oh, already. Okay, great. Yes. So it's going to be fun catching up with them. For sure. So um, after Friday with the dinner, park, all that fun stuff. Um, Saturday was a whirlwind. Chris had a crazy weekend. It was so nuts. So uh, in the morning, I set up open house because I still set up my signs, uh -huh. um, especially here in Santa Clarita. Mm -hmm. I leave them up all all weekend long. Yes. Um, anyhow, set that up early. Nine o'clock hits. I had a, a board of directors meeting for Bridge to Home. Mm -hmm. Just a quick on Bridge to Home, but people don't know what that is. It's it's a temporary homeless shelter now. Mm -hmm. um, they've been around twenty five years now. Wow, twenty five years, and the goal is simple. It's not a simple goal, but it's. Uh, it's a it's a very clear cut goal is to end homelessness in Santa Clarita, okay. right? Um, anyhow, we had a meeting and it was like the annual face to face meeting, so it's like all day almost. 
So I was there from nine to like 1245 because our open house started at one. Mm -hmm. I had to make it. Um, there's a lot of exciting stuff to talk about there, but uh, construction's moving along. Um, we are looking for a temporary place mm -hmm. until construction's complete because what they got going on right now, like these, um, th they're like the bungalows that you would have at school, mm -hmm. you know, they're falling apart. So, so we need another spot, but, um, anyhow, we're going to be looking for some buildings, hopefully. Awesome. So, um, yeah, excited about that. There's a lot happening there. So anybody wants to know more about like maybe donating time or money, or you want to come check out like the, the construction, let me know. Um, it's a great organization. They're doing great things. I know there's a flip side of that coin of people that don't want a homeless shelter in Santa Cruz. There's homeless people here. Right. We're trying to get them off the streets. Yes. Try to help people get back on their feet because some people are just facing challenging times and they just need a helping hand to get them through it. And like you always say, baby, people are people. So For sure. Anyhow, I uh, did that. So that was really interesting. Got to know people a little bit better. I, I loved it. It was a good time. Awesome. Well, that day, Chris was super busy. He, uh, ha we actually had, what do we have after that? So you had your house. open house. Sorry, I had a... <laughs> jog back in my memory bank. So he had an open house right after that. And since, you know, he's running from place to place, I said, we'll bring you some lunch while you're at your open house. So brought him his favorite Chick-fil-A. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> and as we pulled up, it was funny because there was people like pouring out of the open house and some man came up to my car and was like, where's my Chick-fil-A? Did you bring me some too? So while <laughs> I was there, I scarfed it, right? Right. I talked to somebody for like 15 minutes, mm -hmm. right? A couple Super nice. They live in Stevenson Ranch. They're renting at IMT mm -hmm. and they're looking to buy. And after they left, somebody else comes up and talks to me, right? Mm -hmm. Mind you, I just talked to these people for 15 minutes and I had scarfed my food right before. And the guy's like, hey, you got something on your face over here. <gasps> so I had like ranch on my face. Ew. They didn't tell me nothing. <laughs> I was talking mess. to them for like 15 minutes. I had ranch on my face. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh my gosh. Well, after his successful open house, uh, we also went to a housewarming party that day, right? Um, and it was a housewarming slash birthday party for our clients and friends. And I finally got to see their home and their house was amazing. They had this view it's oh a million my dollar goodness, view. that view was so beautiful. It was breathtaking. And they just had their backyard redone. So it was nice and fresh out there. And it was a one part of, I think, all summer so far where the sun has been out. So everybody was enjoying the sunshine. It was such a nice housewarming party. Good vibes. Great vibes. Because as soon as we walked in, like, I don't know about you all when you go places with little kids, if you still have little kids, ours like to stay like at our hip and hang out with us. But they felt so comfortable there. They just made themselves at home and started playing in the backyard with all the other little kids. It was nice. It was cool because I think our kids, Santino was the oldest probably. Mm -hmm. And they went and they started playing with all these other little kids and there was no fighting. Yeah, it was great. So nice. But they really did a lot to that um, that house. I love, so this is like where, where working with professional matters, right? Mm -hmm. Because they didn't know that they were looking for a view. Oh, they didn't. Till I, till we saw it and then, not everybody puts that value into a view. Right. Like they just might not care, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's pretty, but it's not something that's like a must have. Right. But when I saw that house, I was like, you guys don't understand. Like I know they're asking, I think they bought that house for like 840. Wow. It's a steal. That's, that is that's a, a million dollar house. Yeah. Easy. Anyhow, I told them like, you don't understand this view alone. That's a $200,000 upgrade. If you go buy new construction oh, to have yes. this view. Uh-huh. I mean, it's all mountain view. Mm -hmm. It's 
beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I don't see them ever selling that house. They're going to no. love that house forever. Yes, it is gorgeous. I, I love what they did to the backyard because it was all rocks before. Mm-hmm. They put the turf in. Now everybody could just hang out. People had their shoes off. Just, ah. Uh, it was great. Good vibes. Yes. We had a wonderful time there. So after that, we went straight to Jeff's birthday party, right? So uh, one of our best friends, Jeff, he had his birthday. And I, what I love about Jeff is he always celebrates his birthdays like he's a kid, right? Like <laughs> he plans full on parties. Like he he rented out lanes at the bowling alley and like people show up for his birthday party. People show up. There's you know? a lot of people there. And because he's such a great guy. And uh, I, I wish more people did that, like celebrate life every year and like have a full on party. So we got there a little late because we're at our other event. And as we pulled up, I'm not trying to put him on blast, but I was like, is that Jeff in the parking lot crouched down? He looked like, like a borracho. Like what he was happened just, to him? Looked like he partied too hard. Oh my gosh. I'm like, how long has he been at the bowling alley? Did he start this party <laughs> at three? What it, What's going on? I didn't know it was that kind of party. We brought the kids with us, right? <laughs> Poor guy had food poisoning on his birthday, during his birthday party. Well, let this be a lesson to him and to ev- anybody listening at home. Do not eat Chipotle. That's what happens when you eat at Chipotle. <laughs> have, did, I mean, they've didn't had- Didn't they re- have like all these crazy shutdowns because they don't know more how to- than, More than <laughs> once. their food properly. More than once. You know how many free burritos they've had to, get, had to give away to just get people to come back into oh that store? Oh my gosh. Haven't you seen the memes like where people are sitting at Chipotle and they're like sitting on toilets, not on chairs? Yeah, they like, got like new furniture in their <laughs> toilets. <laughs> Poor Jeff. I'm sorry I'm making fun of the situation, but come on. Chipotle, I was like, oh, yeah, that was a recipe for disaster. I don't poisoning. eat Chipotle. Oh, I don't eat that place. Ooh, so boy. poor guy. But we ended up bowling anyways, because you know, he paid for um all these lanes. He's like, please just go in, go bowl. I'm I'm heading home. I'm like, oh, poor guy. But the kids had a blast bowling, right? And I got a little bit of a a bone to pick with Pickwick. In, Bull, in Burbank. I was like, oh, this is cool. It's like old school bowling alley, right? When I say old school, I mean like old school. Like they need a facelift in there. I mean, like the ceiling tiles were looked like there was black mold on them. I'm like, uh, should I be breathing in here right now? It was super gross. Yeah. I, I, I was like, like I that, think it's dark in here. because Like if you put your I'm, hand underneath the seat. Uh-huh. It might get trapped in the spider webs that were under there because nobody dusted under those seats. Seriously, they could use that bowling alley as part of a set for Stranger Things. That'd like, be perfect. It's perfect. They wouldn't have to do anything to it. You just go in there. I mean, there's probably some monsters that will pop out that you're not expecting. Yeah, they need to do something with Pickwick. Maybe we need to have like a <laughs> Halloween party there. For sure. That'd be perfect. We wouldn't have to decorate. <laughs> That's terrible. So uh, Rena's here with us. Hey, Rena. Thanks for joining us. She said, oh, good to know. I was going to go there yesterday. Oh, girl, you do not need to go to Chipotle. Unless you want a colon cleanse. I mean. <laughs> that, you want poor guy. Poor guy. It was coming out of both ends for him. Oh, man. Why'd you got to give everyone the visual? Well, it happens. <laughs> We're all adults here. Oh, my goodness. And then Arvashi said, oh, my God, Chipotle is bad. See, even Arvashi knows. Yeah. You got to watch out for that place. And then Rena said, Pickwick is the oldest one in the Valley. I hated having to bowl tournaments there. Gross. No joke, Rena. I think it's still like everything is original from when you were in a bowling league. Because weren't you in a bowling league in like the 90s? I was. And I know when I would go bowling at Matador, like in the 90s, it looked more up to date than this Pickwick. Yeah. You know what? And. I don't know how they're open because no. there's no way you make enough revenue. That's why it looks the way it does. They don't make yeah. enough revenue to to renovate it. 
They don't serve food there. How could you not serve food at a bowling alley? I, honestly, I would not eat food there. Well, of there. course, because the way it looks. But if they had a <laughs> restaurant there, they could make the revenue to renovate the, you know what I mean? Somebody needs to buy that place. That's oh all. Oh my gosh. I know. I feel like there's so much opportunity there. Like the location of it, it's in Burbank, prime location. I mean, I just feel like they had some type of leak going on in there and then they didn't fix the tiles. But then I'm just like, man. Yeah, he use a, a, a good facelift. Definitely a lot of opportunity there. Anyone who wants to get a bowling alley, you know, <laughs> I don't know if they're trying to sell, but anyways, um, Rena's laughing. That's what she posted on uh, the comments. And uh, she said, yes, it was disgusting back then. So, so even though it's been my type of weather, right. Um, we had like a little break and we had like sunshine, like one day last week. Yes. It was on Saturday. It was warm. Uh-huh. And Busted out the the kid the jumper the, it's like a water jumper which is really cool. Yes. The kids had a ball. Yeah, there's a slide on it. That thing has lasted through COVID because I think we got it right before COVID. I hope it doesn't break anytime soon. I've actually had to sew certain parts of it. Have you? Because <laughs> yeah, there was like a part that ripped and then right. the air would I just didn't know go you out. Sewed it. Yeah, I had you to buy a girl. special like. Um, a needle that would go through that thick of a material and then a special string too to make it all stay together. Look at you. I didn't even know you did that. You're awesome. I know. I am pretty awesome. I'm pretty amazing at a lot of things. You are. I agree. <laughs> so the kids got to play in the jumper, right? And they were having so much fun keeping cool in there because sometimes they go a little bit crazy, right? Look, if if you have a, a, back, a backyard like ours, it's big enough to have a jumper, but not big enough to have a pool. Right. This is a great alternative because it might have cost like 300 bucks at the time. Right. And it's lasted three years, three summers. Yes. It's a long time. That's a lot of fun for 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. Shoot, we so went to the arcade it. the other day. It was like $60 was gone like in 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I'd much rather spend it on stuff in the for the kids to play with at home. Yeah. So, uh, well, Monica said, OMG, friend, you need a new jumper. I'm trying to hang on to that thing as long as I can, girl. <laughs> Get my three hundred dollars worth. Look at Monica already spending money over here. Nah, she's good, girl. She don't need another you jumper. Want... She needs another needle, some more, some more thread. Or she could buy me a new jumper too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take donations. She said, "Gorilla glue it together." <laughs> They got that spray too, right? Hey, that's not a bad idea. I'm going to have to get that. There you go. <laughs> so while the kids were jumping in the jumper, I was able to do my gardening work, right? And so I love gardening because we could plant some stuff and actually have things that we can eat. And the kids have so much fun harvesting it. So we harvested our last two carrots the other day. The carrots are different. What do you mean? I So I bit into, so the kids were munching on carrots the other uh-huh. day that they harvested, right? And I bit into it. They, they let me have a bite. And it was like, yeah, of course, it's like a regular carrot. It's orange on the outside, right? But on the inside, there was like another, it was like, it was like a carrot wrapped in a carrot. <laughs> what? It was like a different color. Okay. It was like a lighter, it was like a lighter orange, like almost like not white, but anyhow, it was different. I was like, I wonder if these are what carrots are supposed to look like. I mean, they're delicious. They taste they're way so better than from store-bought. They're so more sweet. Yes. And the kids have been saying, we need to get out there and let's, can we plant some more seeds? Well, the weather's been so wacky. I'm like, well, what if we start planting stuff and it's too cold and they don't make it? So I've kind of been putting it off. And then the sun came out. So I said, oh, we, got, we need to get out there. So these things start growing, right? Man, good thing we didn't actually... I was too busy pulling the weeds out and making room for all the new fresh things to grow that I didn't even get to plant anything. Thank goodness, because now it's cold again. What's going on with this weather? 
I don't know. I, I love it though. I'm not going to complain about I it. I know you're not, but keep I need those some hundred sunshine. degree, uh, you know, those triple digits away from me. I, I mean, I see them all year. I'm fine if it's cooler, but not winter cool. Spring cool, okay, but not winter cool. It's been cold the last few days. Nah, it's been spring cool. Oh my gosh. Well, gardening for me is very therapeutic. It kind of reminds me of life. Like, okay, so you got you can't be having weeds growing around you. It's just gonna kill everything around you, right? Everything's going to be brought down. So you got to pull those weeds out and get rid of them. It's time to go. I like that. Yeah. So so you can grow better. Also, I noticed there's some things that you don't really like pay attention to and somehow they flourish. That's so weird in life too. I get very philosophical. That's what happened to me when I was a kid. I was just left alone and I flourished. Look at you. Like a sunflower over there. I was like a flower <laughs> in the sidewalk in the middle of the city. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. But I love gardening. Who else loves gardening? Um, Give me some tips and tricks on how to make things live and not yeah, die. Like what's what's some good things that we could plant, some produce that we could plant in that's going to do well in Santa Clarita? Well, I already have carrots. I know for sure we plant sunflowers, basil. We have tomatoes that are going to be growing. And we have these uh, onions that are blooming flowers. So beautiful. If anyone needs some onions, I got a lot of onions. And then mint grows like weeds in our backyard. So if anyone needs some mint, I got and a lot Nola of And Nola loves it. She goes out there and just chews on mint all the time. I know. Oh my goodness. Food tastes so much better when it's homegrown. You could chew on mint. Anybody that has a problem chewing like gum all the time, mm-hmm. our kids don't chew gum. They chew mint. Yes. It's so good. Well, Monica suggested cilantro. Ooh, yes. That's I had idea. cilantro growing, but it never came back. So I have to plant some new stuff. But remember I had those jalapenos last year that were bomb. Ooh, I got to plant those gotta again. Get, get back in that I got to get back to garden. it. So, you know, since we're outside enjoying the sunshine, what else do you want to do? Then attract some more birds in the backyard, right? So our kids love our bird feeder. <laughs> These birds have been going nuts. We have a bird feeder that's like this big and this round. And these birds go through the whole thing in like one day. It's 24 hours. It's gone. It's These big old fat bluebirds. We get those big old fat bluebirds in our yard. Yes. And they're sloppy eaters too. <laughs> and because they're such sloppy eaters, a lot of bird seed falls to the ground. So now we have squirrels that come and visit us. I feel like Snow White when we wake it's up awesome. in the morning. There's birds everywhere. Squirrels. It's awesome. So now Corey has thought, we need to get like a squirrel house, like a squirrel feeder, right? <laughs> and I'm not opposed to the idea. Like- I, I love nature, right? So I'm right. like, yeah, Why bring not? it on. Bring it on. So I was looking for, yeah, a little squirrel feeder. We have the feed. We just need the feeder. So any handy people out there that want to make one, I know my brother would probably be down to make me one. We'll see. <laughs> if he's not too busy. Oh my goodness. So in addition to spending time in the outdoors, we went to go visit my mom and dad on the weekend, grandma and papa. And while we're there, it was cool. They have this vintage popcorn machine. It's so cool. It's like taller than the kids. It lights up and you put in your kernels and kids were having so much fun watching the popcorn. I'm just curious. When you say vintage, is it like vintage like you, like 1980 vintage? Hey, watch it there, buddy. Is it? Is it? How, what's it. vintage nowadays? What's considered vintage? In your I eyes? mean, it looks like it's probably, I mean, for me, <laughs> you're right. It did you look aged, like a, you it, just aged yourself vintage, didn't you? They, they wrote vintage on the popcorn <laughs> machine, but it is like 80s. And I think that's so funny how a lot of things are referred to as vintage now. The other day when I was taking Santino to school, he was like, You were born like in the 1900s? And I was like, <laughs> Yes. 
Well, like when in the in the 1900 and something, I'm like, oh, something. Yeah. Well, when were you born? Like, you know, the 90s? I'm like, no, but thank you. Oh, so you're born in the 70s. No, kid, no. How old do you think I am? Oh, you're in the 80s. Okay. We're older, baby. Why Why is the 80s and 90s vintage now? That's so weird. I got, some, I got some 90s jeans the other day. Remember I was showing you them? And you know, on the label, like it tells you like what it is. And it, it said vintage on it. There you go. There you go. I hear vintage. <laughs> I think of the 50s. I'm sorry. Excuse me, sir. Not the 80s or 90s. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the 50s are considered now. Something I don't else. know. Like Archaic. Yeah, it's crazy. So um, speaking of Santino, he had his second grade field day the other day at school. And Chris and I had the opportunity to go and join in on the fun and be parent volunteers. And that was that was interesting, huh? <laughs> It was, but I huge shout out to his teacher. Yes. Because look, you're always the room mom. Mm -hmm. And I'm very, very grateful that I'm allowed to tag along to these days, right? Because I didn't ask, you just came. I just came. <laughs> I just showed up. When like, you told me to go home. I mean, you know, I help. No, any parents who wanted to were, were allowed to right, come by. Right. Yeah. But it's ugh, so I I feel so fortunate to be able to do that. And then see our, our son in his element, right? Yes, they're having so much fun. So all the second graders go out on the field and they have activities lined up for them. So they go from each station. And normally this time of year, it is sweltering hot, right? So it's like summertime and they're having so much fun. And they, usually they're like water games. Well, it was in the 60s, right? That day, it was cold. It was really cold. It was chilly for water games. Yes. Um, the kids were told, you know, ahead of time, come with your bathing suits underneath if you want to wear a bathing suit, but you have to wear your clothes. You bring your towel, sunscreen, hat. I mean, nobody really needed sunscreen. But some of these kids, like, taking their shirts off, ready to go, like, swimming or something. I'm like, it is cold outside. Put your shirt on. I saw a kid that had a swimsuit on. Uh -huh. And you're not supposed to take— well, who knows what other teachers were saying, but right. Mrs. Lee was like, don't take your clothes off. Right. You know, anyhow, but poor kid took his stuff off. So he had, but he has swimsuit on, uh -huh. but he didn't have a towel. He was cold. <laughs> I didn't see him get wet, but I'm sure if he did, he was freezing because it was cold out there. Yes, it was chilly. So I had a hoodie on. It was hoodie weather. They had two water activities that they ended up having to do, right? And one of them, the, the parents were like squirting these kids all down in the face and stuff. I was like, chill. You better not squirt my kid in the face. There's going to be some problems right now. Right. And then we, somehow, <laughs> somehow we were with another parent. Uh -huh. That you could tell she was on the same vibes as us. She was like, you better not squirt my kid, right? <laughs> right, right. Because yeah, this this dad was like squirt. He had a water, uh, no, it was a water bottle. Yeah. And he was squirting these kids. He had on the, on the um, you know, that that straight shot, the powerful shot. Yeah, not the spray not shot. The spray it was shot. like this. Yeah, he was getting people all wet. I was oh, like, oh, man, man. But they did have this one activity where the kids sat in a circle like Duck, Duck, Goose. And the kids went and got like a huge sponge that was soaking in a bucket of water. And they had to walk around the circle and let it like drip along as they were walking and then squeeze it on someone's head. And man, I could not believe how many kids wanted to get wet. They were drenched. <laughs> there was a, it was mainly boys, I think, that were like, me, pick me, pick wet me. me. I'm like, kid, <laughs> that's insane. They're all shivering afterwards. They were, some kids were soaking wet. Yeah. And there was this one kid, right? He just had his mouth open. Because, you know, the kids were walking around with this big sponge and it was like leaking over all the kids' heads. Uh -huh. And they squeezed it on the person that, that they wanted to get. Right, 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 right. right. 
And he was like, pick me, pick me. But every time they came with the sponge, he opened his mouth. So he was getting this nasty That's bucket disgusting. water in his mouth. That is disgusting. And I was just thinking like, this kid's probably immune to everything. His immunity, his immune system is probably amazing. Well, I told Chris, I was like, oh, that is disgusting. I bet you that kid's sick all the time. And then he came back with that. But man, don't put that water in your mouth. You didn't, did you not learn anything from COVID, kid? Man, if, if the zombie apocalypse happens and this kid gets bit, I don't think he's turning. I think he's he's gonna be the, the be key. All right. He's gonna be the key to the right. to the cure. Oh my goodness. So going back to the 50s, we we're talking about different eras and is the 50s ancient? And yes, my mom agreed. She said the 50s is ancient. Like, like your mom and dad. Oh no, you're not, not ancient. ancient. Y'all are still young and lively. Oh my goodness. They're definitely not ancient. Um, but yeah, so this week, Chris made some time for you know, some friend time to get out and have some lunch, not well, once, but twice, which is good. Yeah. Well, it was our friend's birthday. Mm -hmm. So he said he wanted to go to Indian food mm -hmm. because his wife hates Indian food. Dina doesn't like Indian food. So too much flavors. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. But he, he really wanted Indian. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. So we went to a uh, Royal Tandoor. Mm -hmm. It was pretty good. It's funny because, um, the waiter, this, whatever you want to call him, the server, server. Or waiter, or whatever, um, he was really pushing the buffet. <laughs> well, you got to think about it. They prepared all that food. Whatever does not get eaten gets thrown away. Now, if you're going to go buy a plate, the cook's got to make some more food. Yeah, but so we were talking about that at the table and and my friend was like, uh, it's because they make so much money off this buf off these buffets. Yeah. Like, it's it's huge, huge um, profits, right? Right. People are only going to take what they can eat usually. Right. But, you know, I, I looked at it and like there was nothing there that I really, really wanted. Like, right. And um, I, I'm kind of ignorant with this, but I know there's so many different like, I'm going to call it provinces. I'm not sure. In India, like there's different types of Indian food. Right. And like my favorite thing to order when I go somewhere is a dosa masala. Yeah, they didn't have it there. They didn't have it there, yeah. yeah they don't make it that, that They don't way. make it there. I mean, it's not as popular as like a samosa. Samosas are everywhere. Yeah. Right? So like, some, they didn't have samosas on the on the buffet. How are you not going to have samosas on the buffet? There wasn't any samosas uh, on the buffet. Oh, well, if so they, wanna, like, they want people to be buying the buffet, they better have that. Right. And then, and <laughs> so then good. it was my first time eating at that place. Right. So like, I got to ease my way in. It's like putting your toe in the pool. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm always weary of ordering chicken. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if you don't cook chicken enough, somebody's going to get sick. <laughs> if you don't cook meat, like red meat enough, it just makes it taste better. <laughs> right. So, weird. so Well, yeah, you're not going to get sick <sighs> eating like, you know, raw meat. Right. Or, or red meat, uh, you know, uh, what do they call it? Uh, medium rare or whatnot. So, um, yeah, I ordered some lamb. <laughs> so I had some lamb. So what happens if the meat's not cooked and it's lamb? Is that all right? Yeah, you're not going to get sick. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Chicken though. Oof. <laughs> so I just, you know, I didn't order Oof. any chicken. I didn't order any chicken, but uh, it was good. It was just like the lamb was a little bland for me. Oh. It was bland. <laughs> I, I won't order that again. Maybe next time. But I didn't get sick. The food tastes. That's everything good. else tastes good. Samosas was Wasn't good. Wasn't your tummy messed up too? You were like, oh, I gotta play it safe. I don't know why your stomach was messed. Oh, it up. wasn't messed. I hadn't eaten all day. Oh. So it was already like one o'clock when we met. I hadn't eaten anything because um, I worked out that day and I was busy. So I wanted to make sure the first thing I put in there is not, you know, gonna give you the BGs. Gonna give me the BGs. <laughs> 
which is the bubble guts for people that don't know. <laughs> oh, Lord. My mom's laughing at you. She said laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but next time I go there. Yeah, you can't play it safe. You got to get something I'm going all delicious. in. I'm yeah. going all in. You got to go all for it. Yep. Well, he brought me some food back and it was delicious. It was like some mango chicken. Mm, delicious. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about jujitsu now, right? So Nola and Santino love going to jujitsu. And last week, Nola got MVP when she came out. She was so excited and proud of herself. And I always ask her, why'd you get MVP? Because they tell them like why they got it when they give them helping out Helping somebody award. or- Yeah, you were helping the new kid or like you you were um, staying on top of your falling directions or whatever it is. She was like, it's because I choked somebody. I was like, whoa, <laughs> you choked somebody? She said, yes. I was like, who'd you choke? I choked Junie and I choked Zoe. She's like all proud of herself. It's like her, her best friend and her cousin. Yes, <laughs> I know. So funny. She's really proud of herself. So she's been like practicing on Chris because they always say you could practice on your dad. Just can't just practice on can't your mom. Practice on mommy. Yes. Yeah. So it's cool because the kids want to show me. They want to try stuff on me now. Mm -hmm. And um, they're teaching Nola's class more moves to prepare them to, to compete next year. Yes. So they're starting to teach them some stuff there that they normally didn't teach them, which mm -hmm. I think is cool. And Santino's full-on competition class, for anybody that doesn't know, he is going to compete July 2nd. Yes. And Very uh, excited for him, but then I'm also nervous. Yeah, it's it's scary when you see your kid on the mats, right? Yes. Um, and, you know, me and Corey had a little debate, you know, because I was saying our kids love dessert, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, we're pretty loose with it because if, they're, if they eat their veggies, they get dessert, mm -hmm. right? And if they were good, they get dessert, right? After dinner, I'm like, well, we gotta have to watch some of the some of his desserts because he has to make weight mm -hmm. to fight, right? And um, not that like we're gonna starve him or anything, but you got to think about it because right now his weight class is 60 to 69 pounds, right? To fight, right? And he's towards the top of that. If he rolls over and, and gains a you know three pounds or whatever and is in 70 range, he's gonna be at the bottom of 70 to 79 pounds. And if you're giving up like 10% of body weight to somebody, it's a lot of weight in a fight. I totally get it. But when he first told me like, oh, we got to limit his, I was like, I'm not going to starve my boy. What if he has a growth spurt in the next month? Then I'm like, I'm not going to, I have no control over that, but I'm not going to starve him. I wasn't like, don't feed the kid. I'm like, <laughs> maybe he doesn't need two big scoops of ice cream. Maybe he could do like a half a scoop of ice cream. Like, uh, No, no, I completely agree. I don't want him to be put in, in a disadvantage, right? Where right. there's the kids are way bigger than him. So... I get it. So tonight he has competition class. But also think about it this way. He normally only goes to class two times a week. He's going to be going four times. His appetite's going to be so much bigger because he's burning off all that energy right. and working super hard. So we just, have, we just have to monitor it before we weren't monitoring it. Yes. And after July 2nd, he can eat whatever the heck he wants anytime he wants. There right? you go. There so you go. I just want to make sure it's all to keep him safe, right? Of course. Of so, course. And then um, we've been on that journey, right? Going, working out. Um, I've stepped it up and I've been going, trying to go four times a week. Right. I'm down eight pounds right Woo, now. Get it, boy. Get it. I could feel it in my pants. Mm -hmm. Like eight pounds ago, size 34 pants. I mean, I, you they had They were like this. They were holding on to dear life. I no, had you had buttons shooting across. Shooting across I had buttons know? shooting across the room. <laughs> now, like I put on size 34 pants today on the waist. Mm -hmm. They were so loose. They looked silly on me. I had to take them off. Oh my goodness. That's yeah, great. Girl. Good. That's a good feeling. I'm trying. I want to drop another 12 pounds. I want to get down to 170. Look at you. 
got so we'll goals. See. Chris said, I never put out this in the universe or have goals to look a certain way by my birthday, but I want to this year. I was like, well, you say that every year. <laughs> every year. Oh, I'm gonna be like this by my birthday. We're gonna be we're gonna be in Hawaii on my birthday. I know. Yeah, so I wanna, you know. Okay. Usually I don't care, but this time I'm ready. I'm ready to I'm gonna Step look right. Up. I'm gonna look right this time. All I know is this time just don't have that beard because some memories popped up on my phone today and that beard was woof. A pity hey. the fool who wears that beard again. Yeah, you weren't doing your job as a as a as a Listen, I told best you. friend and a wife. You should have been like, what are you doing with this beard? Have you you need to, we need to have a talk. You should have took me into like a you know, okay. a group setting. Okay, let's and let's, everybody should have told me why I need to shave that let's, beard. Let's rewind and go look <laughs> at the tapes of all the times I told you that beard was like a no-go, <laughs> that you needed to let it go. And you were just loving it because everyone was like, that beard is amazing. And people were fueling that flame. So you know you, I, were, you were listening to all the likes when I had you had the real deal right here telling you, nope, you know what? You gotta let, let I actually, that go. I actually really liked it too because I was like playing with it. Yeah, I was like that really bothered it out, me. That was doing weird. This. Felt nice. That's strange. I, babe, I haven't had hair on my face or head in like thir- since you've known me. I've been sh- shaving my head since I was 16. No, you grew your hair out for a bit. Uh, that was a short bit. <laughs> I just, I'm not made, this head is made to be bald. Right, it that's fine. I didn't, it didn't look good with hair on it. All I'm saying is just don't bring that beard back. It's not oof. coming back ever. Hallelujah. Ever. It was what you wanted done. Hey, we go through things sometimes. Right. Well, uh, Urvashi <laughs> made a comment. She said, oh, wow, it's amazing. Go Santino. So she's cheering on Santino for his his tournament he has coming up. Yes, he's going to do great. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for him too. Yeah. Well, switching things up to real estate. We had an open house for our rental in Silmar over the weekend. And wow, dealing with renters is a whole other animal, a different ball game. So um, yeah, this this particular property is super popular. Chris, his phone was going crazy over it. Was it. Too much. <laughs> he it was said, too much. I can't schedule individual showings. I have to just have everyone go there at the same time. And it turned out that you had quite a bit uh, of a show up there and a, a few applicants, right? Yeah, we had a few applicants. We picked somebody already. Uh-huh. Um, happy with the people we picked. We got to finalize a couple of things and they'll get keys this week. Right. But man, let me just tell you like entitled people out there, right? Oh my gosh. This story is so funny. So- <laughs> I made it really clear. I gave people options at right. first. And um, I tell this person like, yeah, I'm going to be there at this day and time mm-hmm. between 5 and 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. It was like a Sunday. Right. Hardly anybody's working on a Most people aren't, right? right. But uh, if, you, if you're interested in the place, come and take and a look. And you gave it. ample notice. You ample said notice. you let them know on yes, Friday like, this is going to happen. Thursday, Friday, I was letting people know, right? right? So this lady is like, um, hey, well, she responds to me and says, hey, well, I, I, I'm part of this program and she has like vouchers, right? Mm-hmm. For 12 months, the voucher program. And um, basically you want me as a renter mm-hmm. because you're guaranteed that you're going to get rent. It's like, it's like section eight, right? Okay. You're guaranteed that you're going to get rent on time, whatever. If you're interested in having me, give me a call. Wait, you're what? Like, wait, I just had like, <laughs> 50 people hit me up about this. Rental. I had like a hundred people hit me up about that place. <laughs> oh my God. It was so overwhelming. Like yeah, the, how much, how many people I had to shut it off after like two days. I couldn't have any, anybody else call me because it was flooding my, um, my message box. Right. Right. But, um, I told her, I was like, yeah, if you're interested in the property, you could come take a look at it. Yeah. Because Sunday how do you, between she even five know and she six. wants it? 
She hadn't even seen she, it. She thought because she had this voucher that I should be pursuing her. Oh. And I was like, that's not how the world works. Like, I, uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I feel, I'm scared for this generation after us. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little scared. The sense of entitlement. The right? sense of entitlement is through the roof. Right. It's just, it's insane. But anyhow, I'm happy for the couple that got it. Because actually they were the opposite end of the spectrum where they were very persistent and very diligent persistent. and kept following up to find out how their application was coming along and um, really put their best foot forward. And, and that's what really made them stand out because the, the wife was following up like three times a day. That's good. She was all over it. Yes. And, you know, for anybody that thinks that um, you're bugging somebody by doing that, it's called diligence. Mm -hmm. you're, it's what you're supposed to do when you want to get something done. Yes. I do it all the time in, in favor of our clients. Mm -hmm. Blowing up other agents and trying to make deals happen. You got to do it. Right. Right. Otherwise, you just get lost in the shuffle. Yep. Wow. So, well, congrats to them on getting their application accepted yeah. and to our owner for having a new um, tenant that hopefully will work out really well for her. They're going to work out great. <laughs> they I'm will. excited to have like our, bring in our own tenant for, yes. for the property. Yes. Well, our listing in NoHo on Arminta went pending, right? We opened escrow, had multiple offers on that one. Yes. And, and now that you're telling me that, I'm like, they're, they're supposed to be doing their inspection. Oh, well, don't get on your phone right now, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> they are doing their home inspection right now and hopefully, oh, they are done with their home inspection. I just right had a little now. bit of a panic attack because I was like, I wonder how they're going to get in, but they got in. <laughs> what do you mean? How are they going to get in? It, well, it's weird because the, the buyer's agent is on vacation. And yeah, so then their loan <laughs> officer is letting them in and I'm thinking, oh Wait, no. are they allowed? Do to? they have, they're in there. They're fine. So anyhow, we, ha we, we, we got the job done. The job okay. is we got to sell the place, right? For the, for the most money in the neighborhood, check. We'll, we'll disclose what it's sold for once it closes. it closes. Multiple offers, mm -hmm. check, right? And for the neighbors, there's going to be a great neighbor living there, right? Awesome. So, um, and super happy for the family. Man, what a great family. Mm -hmm. Like they bought that home in 1962, Right. Yeah. Just to see their neighborhood change in all those years. Right. And they raise their family, their kids, their grandkids, their great grandkids. Their great grandkids have a reading room there, which I think is super sweet. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that family so much. Yeah. Well, congrats to them. Um, this morning, you got to go to the elite meeting, right? Yes. Wednesdays. Every Wednesday he goes and meets and networks with a bunch of other local agents. And how did that go today? It went really well. So, um, you know, I'm not going to talk about it again, but we talked about insurance right. and how it's going to affect real estate. And that really was the major topic of what we what we discussed today. Mm -hmm. Right. And then also with with new listings, um, the listing that we saw today was like a one point one million dollar listing in five point. Right. Um, I'm sure it's somebody's cup of tea. Because it's a tri-level, um, which we've had a lot of tri-levels lately, but it's a tri-level with no yard, but it has, instead of a yard, it has three balcony spaces. Oh, nice. On each floor. To me, that screams like young adult. Yes. Or, I mean, because if you have a family, you don't really want to have balconies, right? To have your kids go play out on. And if you're older, how are you going to get up and down those stairs? I mean, I'm 42 and I was like, oh, my knee's bothering me. Let me go sit down. <laughs> he needed an elevator in there. For sure. <laughs> That would be nice. 
you know how much money that would cost <laughs> and then the maintenance of it and then the insurance oh, liability. Yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. no elevators. Oh, that'd be so cool though. <laughs> it would be cool. One of our friends does have an elevator in their uh, town home. Yeah, I know. It's so nice. So cool. Well, you got to see that and you got to network with people. So what are other agents saying about the market? Same thing we're talking about. Yeah, it's 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 weird because um, it's really on how you price your properties. Mm -hmm. If you price them, I'm not going to say aggressively, just the right way. Right. Let me explain what the right way means. It means you look at comps, comparable sales that are that match up to your property. As an agent, you're supposed to do this. <laughs> no, you don't say. <laughs> I don't think some agents do it. I think they're just like, oh, what do you think it's worth? They ask the seller and the seller's like, one million dollars. And it's worth like 800 grand. And and then they just list it at that price because they're so happy to have a listing. Let's just throw it on the wall and see if it sticks. Let's see if it sticks, right? Yep. But if you actually do the the research and you and you figure out what you think that house is gonna appraise for, that's step one. Mm -hmm. Then you gotta ask yourself, well, is this the type of house that somebody's gonna pay would be willing to pay over appraised value? Right. Okay. And as an agent, you got, we're the reality check. You, like you got to let that seller know if you don't think that it's that type of house, let that seller know. Right. But you know what a lot of agents do because they're scared to lose the business is they'll take the listing at the inflated price because in their head, we'll just get a price reduction yeah. and eventually we're going to sell it. Too bad you're chasing down the market. <laughs> it just, it, it's, it's just not a good look. It's not a good look. You're not going to have a happy seller. Mm -hmm. Um, you're going to work 20 times as hard to get the deal done because you, because you didn't do it the right thing and list at the right price. Right. You know, and sometimes you just got to let those listings go that if you can't come to an agreement on what the list price is, you just, just got to move on go. to the next one. Right. You know, but ugh, <laughs> thank goodness all of ours have been priced at what they need to be priced at and they're all selling. That's awesome. Yeah. So Chris did have a crazy weekend. Like I mentioned earlier, he had his open house at Cottage Circle. You had quite a few people that came through. How many um, groups of people would you say came through combined both days? Probably 50. Wow. Right? And so, oh, for some more real estate stuff for, for people out there, okay? <laughs> and and I we have a friend of ours that works at Redfin, but I just got to talk about how poo-poo Redfin is, okay? Um, we sold this... Our clients bought this property at the, at the height of the market last year. Right. Right. And they bought it at 661. Mm -hmm. Beautiful property. And it would have been uh, an amazing investment if they if they were able to stay there longer. Right. They got a great job opportunity. They're moving. Mm -hmm. They got to sell. Right. Right. So I was thinking like, yeah, we're probably going to be like 625. This is like a, couple, like a little while ago, like probably 625-ish, right? Well, somebody... Went to Redfin. Why do you go to Redfin? Let me explain, people, why you would go to Redfin. It's a discount brokerage. Okay. Right? They will sell your house for like one and a half percent, I think. Mm -hmm. And then you pay two and a half to the other agent. So it's a total of 4%. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to save so much money going to Redfin. What, 1%? Yeah. They're going to save the 1%, right? Okay. I'm going to save so much money going there. Um, and, it, and they show you the breakdown on Redfin right. of how much money you're saving by using them as your listing agent. Right. Right. Here's what they don't show you. A model match for Cottage Circle sold Redfin agent five seventy five. Oh my goodness. They probably left so much money on the they table. They left if I mean if we were their agent, we're listed at six twenty five. We have multiple offers at asking or above. Right. Okay. So 
bare minimum, our client's going to get 50 grand more than this Redfin agent. So this is a, what do they call it? They call it a penny rich dollar poor. Mm -hmm. So to save 5750 because that's what they saved, right? right? They left $45,000 on the table. That's insane. It's you get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. Ah, and I don't feel bad for that seller. Should have worked with a professional. I feel bad for the community though, like all the other homeowners because it brought down their value, right? It brought down their value. Like, see this right here that we were watching the video right now of our listing video? Redfin's not doing this. You know why? Because no. this video costs a lot of money. It's called yes. marketing. You're spending money on marketing. Mm -hmm. You're not just putting it on a website and, and Good hoping it sells. Name's Chris with Silver Realty. Come on in and check out our new listing here in Valencia. So this place is awesome. You know, and so clean, fresh. You know, we know that people aren't watching videos too long, so we don't shoot long videos. Right. And we get right to the point, right? A lot of people don't know Santa Cruz, so we have a little bit of the highlights of Valencia, right. and then we bring them on into the house and show the highlights of the property. Quick and to the point. Done. I love it. Love it. So now, now we need a. And that home's over in Creekside. I love it over it's there. The community's so nice. All you have to do is just walk out and you're right on the Paseos. You could go jogging, ride your bike. You could walk to Ridgeport, feed the yes, ducks. Yes, it's so awesome. Right? You could walk to the elementary school. Everything's right there. It's perfect. It's perfect. Well, some lucky person is going to be getting their offer accepted soon. So uh, we do have multiple offers on that particular property and should be opening escrow this week. So just another thing I want to throw out there, why it matters to work with local professionals what would you do? Let me, I'm going to throw this back at our audience. Right. You have three offers, right? They're all pretty much the same offer price wise, right? Yeah. Multiple offer. I get that. Mm -hmm. That's sure. Yes. But if you know one of those people really well, and they have a really good reputation and two of them, you don't know, never heard of them before, who are you going to want to work with? The one that you know is going to get the job done. That has a great reputation. Right. So it, that really matters too. I feel so bad when I have people come into the open house and they're buyers and they're telling me, I'm like, so, you know, are you guys familiar with the area? That's the first thing I ask people. Because right. a lot of people aren't in Santa Cruz. Right. So I explain the area to them. And I'm like, well, how long have you guys been looking? Six months, nine months, a year. Whoa. Whoa, that's a long time to be looking. Um, have you been looking here the whole time? Yeah. We've, we've been writing offers left and right. I'm like, Really? Are you working? I don't ask. I, I never try to snake clients. Right. That's not your. But I ask, like, are you guys working with a local agent? No, our agent's out in LA. Oof. Oh. Yeah. Their agent's not with them then. Their agent's not with them. Right. Right. Agent's out in LA. Like, we're not trying to work with those people. I'm sorry. Dang. You said it like that. Just like that. They're those people. Like, if, <laughs> if you don't, if you're from out of area. I don't think you could really say that, though. I just said it. Wow. <laughs> I just said it. It's look, you're going to work with who has a track record. Right. You know, and if I don't know somebody, it's not like that I won't work with them, but I look them up right away. Right. It's an information error, right? First thing I do is I go to the MLS. I see how many sales have they closed. Right. And you could tell a lot by that because it'll go on there. You can see all the cancellations they've ever had. Ooh, some people have had a lot. Uh, when you got more cancellations than they have closings, we need to keep looking. That's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. And then, and then, you know, you could just, you could get a real sense of somebody by, by Googling them now. Yeah. You can. So anyhow, um, I wish the, I wish that clients would do half the research that I do as the agent for the, for, for who they're going to work, for with. who they're going to work with. Right. But I don't think they do. No, 
No. Oh, well, that's too bad. Well, lucky for whoever's offer is getting accepted that they have a good agent, right? With a good track record. Yeah. And look, they came in, They, I asked them who their agent was. They told me, and I know that agent. And I was like, you have an amazing agent. They've been in it forever. Like whether it's, whether you like this house or not, like they're going to find you something. Right. For sure. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of agents canceling and not having good track records, we do unfortunately have our Shaw listing going back on the market because the buyer was not qualified after we're already in escrow. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Those are always fun. Don't you love it when buyers just like make up how much money they actually make? <laughs> so <laughs> put some extra income on their loan application. Oh my gosh. Like, do they not think that someone's going to find out that they don't make that much money? You know, I, th <laughs> for me, this doesn't fall on the buyer. This, this falls on, and the agent was a nice guy. The loan officer? No, but this falls on the agent Uh huh. because that agent referred that loan officer. Okay. Uh, okay. And either the loan officer is a complete idiot <laughs> or fraudulent. Oh, okay. And I'm going to tell you why. Well, because I think they kind of go hand in hand. Like if they're fraudulent, they're complete idiots. No, but there's a lot of idiots that, are, that aren't that are shady. They're just- No, I'm just saying if you're fraudulent, then well, yes. you're an idiot. Yes. But, um, you know, so cross-qualification. This is important, you guys. And I, we, we prep our buyers. We let them know like, hey, just so you know, when we make an offer, you might, they might ask you to get cross-qualified right. with, with the seller's preferred lender. Because of situations like this that have- you know, wasted seller's time on the market. We lost four days on this. Okay. But it's better than losing 17. Right. Right. Um, but so this is what happened. I wanted them to get cross-qualified. I told them to get cross-qualified with a preferred lender of ours, not me because it's like conflict of interest. Right. So I had them get cross-qualified with Loan Depot. Really quick turn time. Guy uh, tells us, we had him on our show, Scott, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, uh, Chris, he doesn't make... Nowhere near the money. He qualifies for like four fifty, and they made an offer for six sixty five. Oh wow! Right, and I'm like, how did this other agent qualify them? He goes, well, let me tell you, it took me a while to figure it out because I was wondering like, where are they getting this money? Guess what? She was using family members' income, self employed income. And giving it to him without adding this other person on the loan. She's just like making up her own rules. Oh, that's so weird. But he hadn't filed his tax returns yet. So this is what's scary is. Either, again, somebody doesn't know what they're doing or they were setting it up to be fraudulent. And, you know, huh. as a buyer, you're putting your trust into your loan, loan officer. officer, your team, your right. agent. So if if they're saying, hey, you got to do this, this, and this, and we'll get you the house. Sometimes you do it. You might be committing fraud without even knowing you're doing oh, it. Oh, that's so scary. Just really scary. But yeah. that poor guy, he's nowhere near ready to buy a house. Oh, no. He's a couple years away at least. Well, it's going to be going back on the market. We already have interest lined up. So um, I'm sure it'll be back in escrow in no time. Poor buyer. Well, looking ahead to next week, um, you know, tonight I have my wine and book club, which I'm super excited about. I get to meet up with some other um, friendly faces. And I know it's kind of sad, but I never finish my books. I, just, I try my best, but I, I have yet to finish a book yet. Did you start this one? I started. Yes. All right, there you go, girl. I started. You, go. you had good intentions. I'm good. I got this. <laughs> go look at the cliff notes. And then um, Nola and Santino have super busy rest of the weeks. Tomorrow they have their class parties. So Chris and I will be at the school all day helping out with so that. So much fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then it's the last few days of school. And then it's summertime. And this weekend is my parents' wedding anniversary. So happy anniversary, mom and dad. I think it's 44 years. 44 years. 
Wow. Married. That's amazing. That's, I mean, that's something to admire, to look up to. Like, yes. I, yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm excited for them. Well, for those of you who saw my post today and asked, are you all ready for summer nights at the Hollywood Bowl? Well, guess what? I am. And I'm going to go see Janet on Saturday. I'm so What time are we leaving? (laughs) We? (laughs) Oh boy. Oh, my mom said, bye loves. Phone is dying. Is dying. She's doing 46 46 years. years, Not 44. (laughs) But yeah. That's a big one. I know. Congratulations. Excited. So what time are we going to Janet? So I'm going to Janet with a bunch of my mom friends who invited me to go. So I didn't plan on it. Oh, so I'm not going. You didn't get the invite. Sorry. Okay. But I'll I'll shoot some video for you if you want. (laughs) It's that (laughs) group of women, you know, the ones that don't get together. Are there more than five of you? Yeah, there's actually nine of us going. No way. Yes, we all coordinated it. We're actually going on a rideshare shuttle what? to the Hollywood Bowl. Yes, we're bringing our little picnic baskets. Everyone's already planning what food they're bringing, what drinks they're taking along with them. And the concert starts at eight o'clock and we are leaving. The, sh- the shuttle is leaving at 530. So I'm leaving the house at five. All right. So just so I get this, where's the shuttle? Um... It's in Chatsworth. I know. Wait, 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 wait. So listen. This wait, is... wait, wait, wait. You're driving all the way to Chatsworth to take a shuttle to go to yeah. Hollywood Bowl? Yeah. Listen, all all of them were like, okay, let's get on the shuttle. And I was like, I'm not going to be the only one who says I'm going to drive by myself. It's part of the experience. Sometimes you just go for the experience. So is somebody picking you up or are you driving to Chatsworth? I offered to drive, but no one's jumped on my bandwagon to ride with me. So maybe I'll ride with someone else. Well, it doesn't make sense for you to drive because you're... The last person, you're, we're in Stevenson Ranch, which is like on the way to Chatsworth. You'd have to backtrack to pick anybody up. No, I'm up. not picking nobody up. I said you can meet me at my oh, house. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Meet at my house. I could be a driver and I'm cool with that. But I don't know. I don't think anyone wants to drive. I think they want to get picked up. Mm. Mm. Maybe you can get dropped off. I could always uh, drop you. We could drop you off in Chatsworth. Mm, maybe. That would be cool. Picking you up would be tough though. The kids would be knocked out. Probably. Oh, yeah. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to put no one through. Some tough times. So under next my, Monday, on my expense. Next Monday, the kids start at Grandma and Papa's house. Yes, they're gonna have so much fun with their grandparents and, and their, their cousins. cousins. They're gonna have so much fun. And Nola is starting her swim lessons. Oh, that, is that next week? Yes, next Monday. So she's gonna have swim lessons for two weeks. So she's excited. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And. Speaking of Nola, she's gonna have her eye appointment too to make sure that her eyes are getting better, which I think they are. I don't know. I want to see if they're getting better. I mean, that kid wears her glasses religiously. Yes, she does. I almost never see her with them off. Only right. when she's in, obviously taking a shower and she gets out. Or she's like, getting her hair done. For a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I hope it's working for her. I hope so too. I'm excited for her to see how she's progressing. So that's going to be our week next week. We got another busy week lined up, having lots of fun. We got things coming on the market. So very excited about all that. Yeah, we got to get right back to work right now after I this know, show. I know, it's almost pickup time for these kids. So everyone, thank you so much for joining us here today on R&R. That is going to be our show. We appreciate you hanging out with us on Relationships and Real Estate. Be sure to catch us here weekly on Facebook Live. And to listen anytime you want, you can always download our full episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music, or you can watch them back on YouTube. We are your hosts, Corey and Chris Silva, and we will catch you next week. Bye.